never say die. Forty going on fourteen. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Forty Going on Fourteen. I am Patrick. I'm Joel. I'm Matthew. And I'm Josh, and this week we are talking about Space Jam, where in the original, a bunch of cruel creatures subjected the Looney Tunes to a wager where they would have to be enslaved in space. And I believe in the remake, uh, Space Jam, A New Legacy, we are meant to assume that they already lost the wager and were forced to spend two hours with LeBron James. (laughs) I got a basketball Jones! Got a basketball Jones! Basketball James. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, that would have been more clever. King James, don't don't forget that part. It's King. James. Yes, 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 yes. So uh, let's address the first elephant in the room, which is uh, Mike is not with us tonight. He is on uh, vacation or work or something or in in prison or. I'm not, I'm not really sure where he is, but he's not he's here tonight. MIB. He's in Missouri, so it's close enough to prison that you can get, folks. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. my hometown. Oh. Missouri is a, a state, Joel. That's my home state. <laughs> So yeah, um, so we have Matthew, uh, Mike's brother here in his stead. Everybody say hi, Matthew. Hello. Hi, Matthew. Hi, Matthew. Hi, hi. Good yes, longtime listeners may remember Matthew as our most frequent guest contributor and uh, the uh, object of both the RoboCop story and our uh, Leprechaun prank. Ha 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 ha. Yet he's still here Funny. again. That just shows how much we love him. And how much he trusts us for some reason. No, there's no trust. <laughs> there's never any trust. Uh, for those listening, never trust ever since I was eight years old. Um, I'm 38, so it shows that my standards have not gotten better as time has gone by. So, anywho, Space Jam 2. So, yeah, if you like low standards, you might like the shows on Geek Life Radio, such as The History of Bad Ideas. No, that's a good show. You need high standards for that. Maybe HTML All the Things. The Day One Patch Podcast, and of course, Geek Life's own Red Dead Radio Hour, The Smorgasbord. What's new, pussycat? Uh, That might have been it. That could have been it. We may have found it, finally. But anyway, if you're looking for more shows, you can find our back catalog at Google, Amazon, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, Podcast Addict. Podcast Addict. Podcast Addict, yeah. (laughs) All those sites, all those apps, all those everything. I, could, I say all the time, if you can't find us, you're not really looking. Nope. You, you want to call us, uh, give us any kind of information on shows you want to hear, any kind of feedback on shows you have heard, you can call us at 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. Let us know if you have any constructive criticism, non-constructive criticism. Just say, call, say, hey, you know, whatever. We just like phone calls and voicemails. Yeah, we are still taking questions for us for Big Show 400. So, yeah, feel free to call in your question that you would like us to answer for our 400th show. That's uh, We got another 14 to go. Yep, and uh, yep. don't forget about Discord. Uh, uh, okay. You I can join us on our... I forgot. I you were going to say more about Discord when you said that. <laughs> you can join us on our Discord uh, chat I server. I thought maybe you forgot about Discord as soon as you said it. Where we talk about travel and food and drink and uh, all kinds of pop culture stuff. And there's a, a uh, what do you call it? Like a spreadsheet of all the questions where you can ask your question for episode 400 for things that might not necessarily make a whole show, but would make an interesting show for us to talk about. So, yeah. You can find us on there, too. 
Yeah, and if uh, you want a quick invite to the uh, Discord server, you can always go to our Facebook page and click the Contact Us button. So, yeah. We don't, unfortunately, have any feedback right now. No voicemails and no emails, no things. So, I guess then it's about that time. Yeah. And sports. All right, for the Twee this week, we have chosen uh, November 15th, 1996, the release of the first Space Jam, for obvious reasons. We went with that date. It's nice to be back in the 90s for the Twee. Like, for a long time, we've done, like, really early or really recent because you were trying to shake it up. It's kind of a reverse shake-up. Yep, and that's all kind of when we were getting to know each other. And, uh, well, by the 96, we were, yeah, like, right at the peak of our powers. So, all right, music. The number one song in the land was No Diggity by Blackstreet featuring Dr. Dre. Mm, I genuinely just love that song. No doubt. Oh, Jesus. What? No, that was just really funny. Actual funny comment. Damn it. Yeah, sorry. I'm already fucking it up. <laughs> On November 12th, Eminem released his debut solo album, Infinite. Debut studio. Debut studio album, Infinite. Why did I read solo? Jesus. I Wait, that was his debut studio album i always think of uh the marshall mathers ep as being the first one so was that prior that was to prob- that was probably a, a like a um individual release like not a studio album i would hmm. imagine i don't know yeah i don't actually know this album i'm, I'm yeah. looking at the tracks no um, I, I don't actually know this album i'm looking it up too huh yeah i do not recognize that at all uh, what year did that? Oh, obviously, 96. 96, yeah. Uh, Marshall Mathers, EP. So was that too soon for everybody until two trailer park girls came around the outside? <laughs> around the outside, around the outside? Well, Marshall Mathers' album came out 2000. It's the third hmm. studio album. So this, this would be before most of us really knew who he was. Wow. We did not forget about Dre. We forgot about Eminem. Patrick, you're teaching us things. Stop it. Okay, so Slim Shady LP was the one that I was thinking of as being the one we all probably know. And that was 99, and this is before that, by three years. Holy crap. Hmm. Wow. All right, moving on then. <laughs> November 7th is the birthday of Lord, New Zealand indie pop singer-songwriter famous for her song, Royals. Are we singing We Will Rock You? No, because every single time she has a song, there's a shotgun that goes off in the background. Mm-hmm. Oh, like Simon and Garfunkel. Right, yeah. Hello, silence, my old friend. La, la, la. La, 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 la. That was a cannon, not a shot. Was it, though, Patrick? I mean, not technically, no. It was a soundbite cannon. (laughs) They didn't actually have a cannon in the studio. (laughs) Garfunkel's like, what the fuck? Uh, And he recorded scissors. And finally, William Ballard Doggett was an American jazz and rhythm and blues pianist and organist. You watch your mouth. (laughs) Best known for his instrumental rock compositions, Honky Tonk and Hippy Dippy. He worked with the Ink Spots, Johnny Otis, Wynoni Harris, Ella Fitzgerald, and Louis Jordan. He continued to play and arrange until he died at age 80 of a heart attack in New York City on November 13th and was absorbed. I don't know William Doggett. Yeah, no, I know a lot of the acts that he uh, worked with, so. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know that name either. Do you know those songs, though? I, the Hippie Dippy sounds familiar, but, uh, you know, it was a saying for a while, say somebody was Hippie Dippy, so maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Huh. I think it goes like, you know, Hippie Dippy. Do the Hippie Dippy yeah, right. shake. <laughs> right. You got a little, little snap in there too, Pat? Like, 
Okay, well, he died at age 80 in 1996. So he was born in 1916. So he probably started getting popular in like the 30s or 40s. So Patrick, you were like, what, 12 then? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> All right, we'll move on to movies. The number one movie in the land was, in its opening week, Space Jam. You know, that's not a surprise. No, it's not. No. Figuring Michael Jordan was at the peak of his powers, uh, you know. And everybody was clamoring for him since he wasn't playing ball. Yep. Basketball, at least. Right. On November 18th, Star Trek First Contact, directed by Jonathan Frakes and starring Patrick Stewart and Jonathan Frakes, premiered. It was one of, it was the first of the Star Trek The Next Generation movies in the franchise. I like First Contact. Vaguely remember it. Like, for me, Next Gen is all about the TV shows and the movies. I, I never, like, I watched all of them at least once. Wait, hold on. I don't think that First Contact was the first movie. Well, I... It wasn't? Oh. Okay. No, I think the, the one before that was the one with uh, What's-His-Butt that never Kirk. ages. No, yeah, with Kirk and they fall through the, the whatever wormhole and you're in that happy place forever. Yeah, but this was the first one that was all them and no, nobody else in the cast. So right. it, the one before that would have been passing the torch, sort of, and this is they've okay, got so the it's torch. Not the, so the bastard is over and done with, and we've gone into their own right. Yeah, nobody else gotcha. from any other franchises were in this one. That's I, oh, okay. All I right. think you're thinking of was it Star Trek Generations? Yeah, mm -hmm. there it is. Yeah, uh, where Kirk dies. Spoiler alert. Shh. He's never I, dying. What <laughs> in our hearts? What? What? I Kirk like guys. I, I like the next gen movie. I mean, I like all the Star Trek movies. I mean, they're yeah. I don't like all the Star well, Trek movies. Yeah, I shouldn't say all of them, yeah. But, you know, I like the majority of them. Number five, when they introduced the marshmallow. Anyway. All right. Movies released this week included The English Patient, The Mirror Has Two Faces, The War at Home, and the acronym of the week, which is J-A-T-W. I think I know this one. I think that stands for Joel Abuses the Wiener. Have you been reading my blog again? Oh. Because I update hourly. In between your abuse of the wiener. Maybe. As long as it's his. <laughs> That's the live. twist. <laughs> and if he has a twist, God bless him. Anyway. What is it actually, Patrick? That is a uh, jingle all the way. You were very close. Which is also about abusing wieners. So, you know. Born on November 13th, Mackenzie Lintz is an American film and television actress. She is known for playing Nori Calvert-Hill on the show Under the Dome. That show had a very interesting premise, and like I, I watched the first season and was intrigued, but I heard it really fell off the cliff after that. There are so many of those like survivor-ish, post-apocalypse-esque shows that I can't keep them straight, unless this is not one of those. Well, it's the one where it's a Stephen King joint where a, a whole town is encased in a giant dome, kind of like the Simpsons movie, and. Like, nobody really knows why, but they can't get out. So, like, WandaVision. Yeah, kind of yeah. like WandaVision or that Simpsons on. movie. Yeah. But, okay, yeah. yeah I, I vaguely remember seeing the uh, novelization of this, but I, I didn't actually know anything about this. This is not the show I was thinking of. Yeah, the first season is, is interesting. Like, I was legitimately like, okay, where are they going with this? And then I just never continued it. And then I was talking to Laura about it at one point, and she's like, yeah, I just turned to crap in the second season. So... I guess I didn't mention this much. This is where you talk, Matthew. I'm, I'm, why? 
I didn't know where you were going. Oh, no, this normally is me. Like... Okay. Oh, sorry. I didn't know that. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I was just like, okay. Yeah, silence. Um, so everyone's in a snow globe in uh, under the dome for the for the movies. But it wasn't a movie, though. It was a TV show. It was a TV show. Right. So that's... This is off. Anyway, so the top shows in the land were <laughs> ER, okay, Seinfeld, Suddenly Susan, eh, and Friends. Eh. Yeah. yeah. Not a th- I have, I can say I have only seen one episode of Friends. What? Have, yeah, it happened. Yeah. It was the time the cat jumped on maybe Ross's back with a French dude. I think it was probably like the third or fourth episode. And I'm good. I'm good, people. Uh, shows ending this week were Rocco's Modern Life and The Tick. So we're talking, is it the cartoon The Tick? Yeah, yeah. Boone. The animated series. <laughs> uh, November 15th, Dallas. Oh, look at that. Here's JR Returns premiered. Who shot Dallas? I'm sorry, who shot Who Dallas? shot Dallas? <laughs> who shot Dallas? So actually, I've seen the house um, of, that Dallas was filmed in. Uh, it's outside of Denton, if that's right, Pat. Uh, yeah, that sounds familiar. I don't is know that right? Yeah, it. It, it is decrepit, but it's still huge. Um, and then born. <laughs> that is between me and other parties. Um, born November 13th, Mackenzie Lintz is an American film and television actor. She is known for playing Nori Calvert Hill on the show Under the Dome, also known nice. as Snow Globe. Is that real, or did somebody just randomly put that put that in there? Well, no, you you pointed out that I was wrong in putting that in movies, so I put it where it belonged. <laughs> Had you say it again? And now there's a glitch in the Matrix. You're welcome. That's what happened. All right, and moving on to sports. On November 11th, Atlanta Braves starting pitcher John Smoltz won the NL Cy Young Award, and Pat Hangton of the Toronto Blue Jays won the AL Cy Young Award. You know, when I was reading ahead, Patrick, I thought that said Pat Harrington, and I was like, (laughs) I didn't know he played ball. I was very confused. It's like, Schneider. You're dumb. (laughs) The key's always got in the way. (laughs) And the cigarettes in his arm is under his shirt and his sleeve. (laughs) <laughs> that he never smoked. And lastly, Donald Kenyon was an English hey. first, <laughs> was an English first class cricketer who played in eight tests for England from nineteen fifty one to nineteen fifty five. He captained Worcestershire Shire Shire. There you go. That's it. Wisher, wisher. <laughs> Perfect. Between nineteen fifty nine and nineteen sixty seven. Cricket writer Colin Bateman noted a polished batsman who relished taking on fast bowlers. Mm. He became the heaviest scorer in Worcestershire's history with more than 37,000 first-class runs to his credit. He was a popular and successful captain of his country, or county, sorry, and went on in his later life to become an England Test selector and president of his beloved county side. Kenyon died on November 12th in Worcestershire at the age of 72. Well, that's what happens when you're a polished batsman. It's possible that he's related, but, I mean, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of Kenyans running around out there. Oh, they're very fast. Most of my Kenyans are all from, like, upstate New Yorkish area. Like, they migrated from there to different parts of the country. But we do have a history. Are they also polished batsmen? No. I don't think anybody that I know of in our family played cricket that I know of. Now, did you mangle Worcestershire three times just to give me the eye twitch, or is that just a happy yeah, that was just add-on? Okay, that's what <laughs> yeah. I thought. Patrick being the, the uh, uh, accomplished chef that he is, I'm sure he can pronounce Worcestershire. Worcestershire, sure. Pretty sure. It's like aluminum. aluminum. Aluminium? <laughs> Play a soft keyboard, Joel. <laughs>
Now I forget. Do we stop the recording or do we? Yeah, yeah, we make three separate recordings. Technically four if you count the pre-show. I was gonna say because I stopped the pre-show one too. So, <clears throat> all right, if we're stopping this one, give me a second. All right, so uh, here we are at uh, what do we say, November fifteenth, nineteen ninety-six, and <laughs> released upon the world is the number one movie in America, Space Jam. In a desperate attempt to win a basketball match and earn their freedom, the Looney Tunes seek the aid of retired basketball champion Michael Jordan. Thank you, IMDb, for that very simplistic but somewhat accurate. It's just, you know, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a no frills accurate description. But yeah, this um this was during a period of time when Michael Jordan had retired from basketball after winning three straight championships with the Bulls. There's a lot of um, behind-the-scenes uh, conspiracy talk about what happened with his whole retirement and why he... So if you've seen The Last baseball. Dance, you know the <laughs> yeah. true story behind it. Yeah, supposedly they, that was the true story, but there's still all the conspiracy theorists people that... But we're not going to get into that because that's not important. This is sadly about Space Jam, the project that he chose to do while he was retired and playing baseball before he came out of retirement to win three more championships for the Bulls. Whew! It's a hell of a uh, career. This was a point where uh, there was a lot of cultural interest in him. This is just a couple of, like three years after his father's death under mysterious circumstances. And as you said, there was interest in him just because of walking away at the top of his game to do something he's not very good at. But, you know, you got to give him credit. He wanted to try. Be like Bo Jackson. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we end up with uh, with Space Jam, a a movie that is uh, half live action and half cartoons all about uh, basketball versus international monsters. So it was directed by, uh, what, Joe Pitka? Is that how you pronounce his name? Yeah, I'd say Pitka. That's fair. Yeah. Anybody know any different? No? All right. No. Nope. with Pitka. Um, was he known for anything, anybody? Uh, it looks like primarily he was known for music videos. Um, he doesn't have a lot of actual movies in here. There's like a bunch of Britney Spears videos, uh, Seal. Obviously, Fly Like an Eagle, since that was in the movie. Michael Jackson, yeah. So, just video director, primarily. So, yeah, there were, it looks like there were three uh, writing teams on this, two individuals at a team. Uh, Leo Benvenuti, Herschel Weingrad on their own, and then the writing team of Steve Rudnick and Timothy Harris. Joel, you looking through on them? Yeah. You this... got anything interesting? Leo Bene... Bene... Benvenuti? Uh, he... Wrote uh, looks like uh, the Santa Claus, which we we did a show on that, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, he did some TV show, Carol Burnett, Tom Arnold, Dennis Miller. So more of a, a sitcom guy, but uh, apparently decided to do a movie. Uh, Steve Rudnick is known for, ironically enough, some of the same stuff. So they seem to be writing partners. Uh, Timothy Harris, he oh. He wrote uh, Trading Places, Brewster's Millions, Twins, Kindergarten Cop, Pure Luck, Kindergarten hmm. Cop 2. So he's actually got some chops. Those are some some decent movies. Oh, uh, I think what's happening here is Timothy Harris and Herschel Weingrad are writing partners, and Leo yep. and Steve are writing partners. That's what's going on here. Yep, you are Herschel correct. has very much the same career as Timothy, so yeah, okay, that's what's going on. Yeah, so Two they different writing partners. Probably hired one set to start the the script and then they had another one come in to clean it up and punch, punch it up it maybe. Up and, yeah, all that yeah. shit. Yeah. All right, that's what it looks like. But yeah, the Timothy Harris and Herschel Weingrad is definitely the, the more they were probably the puncher uppers because they're more experienced. It's like got a lot yeah. more credits to their name. A lot of good movies in there. I mean, Trading Places, Kindergarten Cop, 
and Twins. Twins. Yeah, those are three three good movies right there. Yeah. yeah. All right, so and then we got the cast. Obviously, in the lead, Michael Jordan as himself, Michael Jordan. Uh, Wayne Knight from uh, Seinfeld, uh, uh, Jurassic uh, Park, uh, um, uh, all kinds uh, of. You know, I mean, uh, most everybody, if you know anything about Hollywood, you know Wayne Knight. Uh, Thirty Rock, or not Thirty Rock, Third Rock from the Sun, all kinds of stuff. He's got all kinds of comic chops. Uh, he's played Stan Podolik, Teresa Randall as Juanita Jordan, uh, Michael's wife. Manor Washington is Jeffrey Jordan. Listed in the movie as Manor Mookie Washington. I just saw the Mookie and I was like, Mookie Blaylock? <laughs> so I put it in there. I didn't pay attention. So yeah, he, he had to later drop the Mookie. He did it all for the Mookie. <laughs> Come on. Dude. <laughs> I'd say you're better than that, but we both know that's not Yeah, true. no, no. That's not that's a limp biscuit. <laughs> Eric Gordon, uh, played by Marcus Jordan. I don't remember who Eric Gordon was. Rhymes with Jordan. Movie. I don't. I don't know. I. I. I realize that I shouldn't. All right. Whatever. Moving on. Larry Bird playing Larry Bird. Bill Murray playing Bill Murray in very funny golf scenes and basketball scenes. Well, not. But Larry did not get involved in the basketball scenes. Larry was <laughs> at that point. Had he was in the he golf scene. Gonna, yeah, he was not going to be touching a basketball at that point in his life. Uh, Tom Barry playing another one of the Jordan family. James Jordan. Charles Barkley playing himself. And more NBA players as themselves. You got Patrick Ewing, Tyrone Bogues, known as Muggsy Bogues, Larry Johnson, and Sean Bradley, all playing the NBA players that get uh, their talents taken away and put into the Monstars. Then you got Ahmad Rashad, the uh, reporter as himself, Dan Castellaneta, as a male fan. Not really a big booking, but it is fun to have you know Homer's voice. In yeah, anything. we like Dan Castellaneta. Yep, he's usually fun in most he does. And the voice of one Danny DeVito as Swackhammer. Yeah, we didn't want to dig into the the voice actors too much, although most of them are well-known voice actors. But Danny DeVito, you know, got to show some love. For sure. Yep. All right, so some trivia. Towards the end of the basketball game, Daffy asks Bill Murray, exactly how did you get here? To which Bill responds, the producer is a friend of mine, referring to producer Ivan Reitman, who obviously he was in uh, Ghostbusters with, among other movies. Yeah, didn't Ivan Reitman do uh, Stripes? Or yep. was he involved in Stripes? Yeah. yeah. He was his co-star in Stripes. That's right. Okay. I was going to say, I know that Ivan Reitman is attached to that, but I could not pull that out of the hat for some reason. Yep. When Stanley comes into Michael's hotel room and says, come on, Michael, it's game time. Slip on your Hanes, lace up your Nikes, take your Wheaties and your Gatorade, and we'll grab a Big Mac on the way to the ballpark. All of those things were products that Michael Jordan had been a spokesman for around that time. It's kind of fun writing, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's a quick way to kind of get a, a shameless plug. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it's a much more, um, much more acceptable, less in your face way to do it than, you know, other movies like Space Jam 2 would choose. <laughs> well, and I almost think that now that looks like trivia or wow, that's neat that they did that. But I think at the time he was so in your face with all those commercials that that was just the joke. Everyone was assumed to already know that. And it was just kind of, you know, the assumption was because he speaks for all these things, these are the things that he lives his life by and all that kind of stuff. It's just like the right. joke. You know, you know, yeah, this is how all he does is wear Nikes and eat Wheaties. He doesn't? Well, not anymore. <laughs> but you think about the the other movies that came out during the year of good old 96. You've got Independence Day, Twister, Time to Kill, Nutty Professor, you know, Scream, the first Mission Impossible that is expanded into, what, six or seven movies at this point? Like, for for that, Space Jam was probably in the top ten 
for everything that was going on during that time, even the birdcage, which is a personal favorite of mine. So, I cannot wear shoes. They make me make fall me down. fall down. Yeah, Allow me to take your purse for the first time, or like I always do. <laughs> More trivia: Michael Jordan actually wore his North Carolina Tar Heel college basketball shorts under his Chicago Bulls uniform every game as a good luck charm, as he states in the movie. In fact. I was going to ask you, Pat, if that was accurate. I, yep. See, that's the thing is, I knew that, and but now I can't remember if I knew that because of Space Jam. <laughs> After Daffy suggests naming the team the Ducks, Bugs asks what kind of Mickey Mouse organization would name their team the Ducks. This was a dig at the Anaheim Ducks of the National Hockey League, which were established by the Walt Disney Company. See, and again, that's uh, a, a bit more clever of a joke than what we'll discuss in the second half of the show. That's not a high bar to clear yeah <laughs> and lastly when the aliens from moron mountain are in disguise at the basketball game they are wearing tom baker's scarf from doctor who yeah i oh. thought that was you know nice little nod to, to doctor who there i can't believe i missed that what's doctor who uh episode it's 200 a... and 201 it's a dr seuss it's, it's a book oh the places you'll go right yeah it's it's a balloon but with a scarf no no okay <laughs> So, was this the first viewing for anybody? God, no. Not I would be shocked if it were. It would, definitely wasn't for me, although I don't know the last time I actually saw it, to be honest. It's been a while for me as well. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I saw it a long time ago, but I couldn't tell you when it was off the top I, of my head. I mean, I, I remember... Oh, I was go ahead. 13, no, I was 13. Uh, it was uh, Brett Bonet's birthday party. We were in Naperville, and his his parents bought everybody tickets. Oh, good old Brett. So that, I can tell you exactly when I saw it. It was around the same time he the, the next birthday party he had was Dumb and Dumber. So there you go. No, it was it was fun. It was great. You know, you had a good mix between Jordan and from being from Illinois, born and bred, and everything that was going on with the Bulls. It was it was pinnacle, right? You you add a little bit of cartoon flair to it in Danny DeVito, and if you didn't know who Danny DeVito was ever, then you're an idiot. Um, it, it added a little, that flair that you were looking for and add a little spice with, uh, with basketball, you know, it was everything that a 13 year old boy was looking forward to in a movie slash cartoon and no RoboCop in sight. Not at all. I still have that red bag. Nice. Yeah. I mean, even for like, if I think um, I, basically it's Matthew and I who grew up in Illinois, but like, even if you're not a sports guy in the nineties, you were into basketball. Like you couldn't not be right. Yeah. No, well, and it, was, it was right down the street. That, that was the thing of it. It was WGN news all the time. You know, even, you know, being what between nine and, and 13 at the time, you knew what was going on because it was constantly on there. What, what your parents were watching. If you didn't know who Michael Jordan was, then you shouldn't be in, in the States. You were having a, a good time watching the games. Now, close to 40, I don't care. I don't even know who's on the Bulls teams. But at that point in time, it was it was real life. It was it was palpable. And then everyone was, was a fan. Well, it's not unlike, uh, you know, the, uh, the Chicago Bears in, what, 85? Mm -hmm. Even if right. you weren't from Chicago, everybody knew who the Chicago Bears were. Um, so this is kind of that same equivalent in my mind. Um, but at this point I was living in Illinois and, uh, <clears throat> I didn't see it in the theater, but I did see it shortly after it came out. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And remember enjoying it, um, and going back and rewatching it, I, uh, 
I could see why, you know, why it was, why it was popular. Um, cause it, I, overall it was well done. Obviously Michael Jordan's not an actor, but it, he wasn't terrible. Um, and the animation was good and the story was, was pretty solid considering it's basically just a, uh, a vehicle to kind of cash in on, on Michael Jordan's popularity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's no LeBron James. <laughs> uh, well, who is, well, LeBron James is, I guess. Right. But... Yeah. Every day, probably. If he has to be. But, you know, I thought they did a, a decent job. I mean, they, they made the basketball interesting and it was actually a basketball game. It wasn't anything else. Uh, the jokes were primarily aimed at kids, but they were, you know, fairly clever as far as, as what they were doing. And the animation was, was well done. Um, it was kind of obvious that the original voice actors were no longer, I mean, since it was primarily Mel Blanc, uh, weren't around to still do their voices, but, um, yeah, the voices, they, they did sound just a little bit off, but yeah. again, still better than the second one. I mean, the voices in the second one, we'll get there. But yeah. <laughs> We're all itching to talk about it. I don't know. See, watching this, I was afraid that it really, really wouldn't hold up. And I was pleasantly surprised. And this could be because I watched them in reverse order. Like I had, uh, there, there's some really bad music and there's some fairly good, but extremely nineties music. Um, but I found myself really enjoying myself watching this again um, and thought that for what it is, it, it held up fairly well. I'm kind of in the same camp because I watched the new one first because the kids wanted to watch it and uh, then watched the second one on my own. And I was kind of concerned. I'm like, OK, the last time I saw this, I was, you know, just uh, uh, hit, what, 22 years old and um uh, different mindset, different headspace, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I felt kind of the same way. Like it, it held up way better than I thought it would, and in comparison, it it was a much better, much more entertaining um, film. So, did you also watch them in reverse order? Yeah, yeah, I watched the the new one first, <laughs> get it out of the way, and uh, I just, then watch. I don't this understand one. why you guys do that. I never do that. <clears throat> For me, uh, honestly, when it's something like this where I've seen it two or three times, if I'm afraid I'm not going to get to one of the movies, I always will watch the newer one, which I haven't seen, before I watch the uh, one that I know. And if I have to like just go off of my old memories, then that's what I'll do. This this time around, I had the available time to watch both films, like we're supposed to. <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think if I would have not watch this again i would have been basing all of my opinions off of my faded recollections of it um and so i i always think it's kind of a good idea to to watch it if you can just for that exact reason where you go into it and you're like oh you know hey that's better than i thought it was or hey that was way worse than i thought it was Mm -hmm. but that's the thing though like you you standing up the time the original space jam it was a bad movie like legit, it it was not good, especially for the other movies that came out during that exact year. You you were doing the the super hype of of Michael Jordan, and that's what the majority of it was based off of, with little bit little bit of Bill Murray glitter thrown on the back end. But it still held up. You had the the cartoon nuance to it, which was very good in you know bringing in real live action and cartoon. But at the same time, the nuances that Jordan brought in to, to the factor was that he was still practicing. 
every single day while he was shooting. They actually built him a little a little court to, to, to practice on every single day. So even though you look back at it, it's, it's shoddy, it's a little bit cheesy, yeah, but still it, it held true to, at the time, modern-day filmography, but Looney Tunes quirkiness at the same time. Well, and I actually found myself enjoying it. See, I, I was, yeah. again, kind of concerned, like, okay, I'm going to be like, okay, let's just get this over with. But I actually was as invested as I was when I watched it originally. I was paying attention, you know? Mm-hmm. What did you think, Patrick? I, I didn't, you know, enjoy it quite as much as you guys did. Nope. I thought it suffered some, but, I mean, it, it was definitely it was definitely fine. I mean, it was a kid's movie, so, you know, it had a lot of the same types of jokes that you expect from a kid's movie. Um, Wayne Knight is always funny, but they didn't really use him very much for anything other than just being a, a nebbish lackey. He didn't really do a whole lot. Um Overall, it was it, it was fine. It's serviceable just for what it is. It's never going to be a, a great movie. It's just a fun little movie made for young kids to watch Michael Jordan play basketball when he wasn't playing basketball. And to see Charles Barkley before he ate Charles Barkley. <laughs> yeah, a lot of – it is good to watch that now because a lot of people don't understand how Bar- Charles Barkley was actually a real professional athlete at one point. It's hard to believe it now, but – Well, speaking to that real quick, since you're the one, like – primary sports person on the show patrick was the basketball i mean outside of the the occasional looney tunes aspects of it fairly true to what the game should be oh I mean, no did, I mean, they on. didn't do a good job no okay. i mean it was i mean it was fantasy basketball it was fine it, you know, it, it was for, for just being a cartoon version whatever yeah it was fine but no obviously there was a lot of you know, stuff that would not fly in normal games the only reason you can't stretch your arm (laughs) that's against regulations what (laughs) well it's just one of the biggest complaints that i have heard about the new one versus this one is that in the new one they're not technically playing basketball but in this one they were playing a more truer version of the sport and i mean i know i've played basketball i've seen plenty of basketball so for me you know it it rang pretty true outside of the the silliness. Yeah, I mean it was but... it was obviously much closer to an actual game of basketball than what the what the second movie was. But uh, I mean it, it's it was still just you know fantastical. Like you know you can't just run people over and not get a foul called on you. Things like that, you know. Right. It's not soccer. <laughs> uh... It's frowned upon to take a uh, motorized bike to steal the ball. Yeah. And as Josh found out in his career, you know, you can't clothesline people. Shouldn't. <laughs> you most clearly can. Yes, I, I proved that you can. And and whether I, I was just bringing violence into a game that didn't need it or whether I was really bad at defending, the world may never know. So, It'll yeah, I mean, it, it, this movie was exactly what it was supposed to be. I mean, it. it you know, an entertaining kids movie that had little moments in it that could make the adults go, oh, that was cute or fun or whatever. But yeah, for the most part, it's written for kids. And it and does it had, its job. has really nice animation. And, you know, when you have live action um, characters interacting with animated characters, it can kind of get, uh, things can go a little askew. And they did a good job of maintaining the illusion. So, I mean, clearly they it, weren't in the same room, but... It, it looked better than uh, than Who Framed Roger Rabbit, I would say. Which I think has a... I don't want to say unearned, because I do like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but I, I think that that's considered higher brow than this, and I'm not sure that's necessarily the case. I'm not sure it has aged necessarily 
as well in some ways. Well, they kind of look at with Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, I mean, they almost kind of look at it as kind of the gold standard for this type of of thing. Um, but I agree. I, I feel like this did a better job. Uh, to be honest, it may not be quite as clever or well written, but no, it, it was kitschy. I mean, when it came down to it, it was it was catered to an earlier generation and. Uh, People who were Bulls fans at the time were just like, yeah, we're going to take our kid there. So for myself, I would give it 12 out of 20 leprechauns. I'd say I feel bad about that, but I don't. But I do. So Leprechaun 5 came out in... (laughs) He's going to get his leprechaun discussions in. Every time. (laughs) Well, I mean, is, is that everything we have to say about it? There's... There's not a whole lot to say about it. Everybody knows Space Jam well enough. Like, I mean, yeah, I, this comes down to again the like we have the least to say about something when we all kind of liked it. Yeah, and not to mention we're doing the show mainly to talk about the new Space Jam. We watched the earlier version just so we could talk about this one. So let's yeah. go ahead and take a break and, and get into the the um the real reason we're here. Get into the, get into the white meat. Into the of, suck. Yeah. Oh. Piece yeah. of Ugh. piece of shit. Is that what you're like? Yeah. Like... Spo- spoilers. Uh, this is not going to be a good half hour for those of you that liked this movie. <laughs> it's or bad. LeBron James. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be. F- I'm never fair with LeBron James, and now I have an excuse. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So we will be back. Uh, hold on to your. your it's just North bad. It's a. Shorts. It's a bad piece of crap. Like. We'll Damn. get there. We'll get there. Don, Calm down. Oh, ooh, ooh. Calm down. Calm down. Cease. Ooh. We'll get there. Mm. Mm. All right. So we are back. Um, part two. The remake, reboot, re-sequel, uh, the reimagining, it is an official sequel, I guess, right? Cash grab, excuse me. Yeah, of Space Jam, A New Legacy for 2021, starring LeBron James instead of Michael Jordan. A well, there's rogue... your first mistake. Whoops, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. A rogue artificial intelligence kidnaps the son of famed basketball player LeBron James, who then has to work with Bugs Bunny to win a basketball game. Yeah, it's sort of, yeah, sums it up pretty much. Yeah, I mean, even the person who wrote that kind of checked out in the middle. And Joel, you said there was six people that wrote the script? So it took six people to write that little write-up. So that that's simple and cute. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so the director is is Malcolm D. Lee. Uh, best known for The Best Man, Undercover Brother, Soul Men, Scary Movie 5. Wow. Uh, and a bunch of other stuff that are sequels and yeah. Wow. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I, I loved it. It was (laughs) was good. It had, it had a lot of characters in it. We're nowhere near that yet, Matthew. Oh, sorry. Yeah. (laughs) I got to reel it in a little bit. Okay. Yeah. You can, you can lie later. Okay. (laughs) All right, so writing credits, um, of course, the original writing team for the first one, based on you know the writing teams of Leo and Steve and Timothy and Herschel. We went over them already. This new one, story by uh, Jewel Taylor, Tony Rettenmeyer, Keenan Kugler, Terrence Nance. Any of those guys do anything, uh, Joel? Don't forget Jesse Gordon and Celeste Ballard. What? 
Yep. If you look down the list, there's there's six oh, writers. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a screenplay. I haven't gotten to that part yet. Oh. I'm doing story by. Uh, Jewel Taylor uh, wrote Creed 2, this, and uh, that's about it. Tony Rottenmeyer, Weiler, whatever, uh, wrote this and then a bunch of short films and has something in post-production, so not a lot. Uh, Keenan Kugler is currently working on Creed 3, and he wrote this. And Terrence Nance, uh, some short stuff, and uh, this. Yeah. Kugler was also the name of the party guy on Community, played by <clears throat> Mitch Hurwitz. Ah, yes. Really making me Keenan Kugler. All right, then we got a screenplay by, again, Jewel Taylor, Tony Rettenmeyer, Keenan Kugler, and Terrence Nance, in the addition of Jesse Gordon and Celeste Ballard. Uh, Jesse Gordon wrote this, and then a bunch of episodes of Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <clears throat> uh, Celeste that tracks. <laughs> Celeste Ballard, uh, this, and a bunch of TV. Um, yeah. So yeah, it took this many people to write this. Yeah. So all right. And they were all like first-time writers or done like short films and stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> so moving on to the cast. As in the first movie, uh, starring as himself, the one of the top players in the league, LeBron James as LeBron James. Uh, second is Don Cheadle as Al G. Rhythm or Algorithm. That's Brilliant clever. Actor wasted. I mean, he yeah. he was. It was like watching Raul Julia <laughs> in Street Fighter. Like he knew he was in a piece of crap, and he just hammed it up. That's yeah. that. That's Checks fair. cash the same, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind uh, of what it felt like. I was just watching an interview with Clint Howard today, and he was talking about how he had a very uh, eclectic career. And he's like, "The doesn't matter though; the checks all cash the same." So, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. you got to pay your bills just like everybody else. Moving on, we've got Soniqua Martin Green as Kamaya James, uh, the basketball players as themselves, uh, including Anthony Davis, Draymond Green, Damian Lillard, and Clay Thompson. Um, Neko Ogwakimi, Ogwamiki, maybe. Ogwamiki, yeah, yeah, okay. I thought he was a basketball player, but I don't know. He must be because he played himself, but I'm not familiar with him. I don't know uh, what he's from. Well, not that's not he. That's uh, Neneka Ogwamiki was one. Oh, of the two. she WNBA. That's okay. That would explain she was why she's two WNBA stars. Yeah, I got you. That would explain why she's oh, okay. listed with Diana Taurasi. And uh, well, there's also Sue Bird from the WNBA was. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, that's okay. I didn't know who she was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Leo. <laughs> I'm glad you picked that up. And then the two Warner Brothers executives. There's uh, Sarah Silverman and Stephen Yoon. I think we all know who Sarah Silverman is. Has Stephen Yoon been in anything? Has he? Dead. Oh, just... that's him. Okay. Yeah, okay. That, yeah. that's him. And he's yeah. having a career moment right now. He was just in a huge like Oscar buzz movie. Yeah, he was nominated for best actor for. And I believe that movie, uh, Minari, it won Best Picture. I don't know if he won. I don't think he won. Well, he died faster in this movie than he did in The Walking Dead. Yeah. But just as bloody. Uh, He's the voice of main character in Invincible. Like, he is having a career moment at this moment, right now. Yeah, I like Stephen Yeun. I did not recognize him. Hmm. I mean, it's a little cameo. There's obviously (laughs) something fun for them. And they uh, had no idea what the final product would look like. (laughs) Or they might have said no. And then the obvious joke is obvious. They had Michael B. Jordan in a cameo. 
Uh, one of the things I thought was interesting is that they went into bigger star power in some ways for some of the voice cast. I know we were leaving them off, but not all these are voice actors. Lola Bunny this time around was Zendaya. Speedy Gonzalez is Gabriel Iglesias, the fluffy comedian. And Wonder Woman was voiced by Rosario Dawson. But isn't uh, for the the modern day cartoon for Wonder Woman, Rosario Dawson is playing Wonder Woman, right? I think that is yeah, like, true. And I yeah, think the that Gabriel League. Iglesias has been doing Speedy for a little while. It wasn't just for this uh, project, but like they are known for things beyond being voice right. actors. So want to make sure I uh, threw them in there. Well, and there was a piece of trivia that I left out, but Zendaya wasn't the original Lola Bunny. They actually had the original woman, uh, Sarah Luce or something like that. I forget what her name was, but she's the one that's been playing Lola Bunny, and she had recorded all her dialogue and was all set to be the character again. Oh. And at the last minute, they swapped her out and put Zendaya in. Oh, that's... Didn't say why. Not great. Right? Especially after you put all the work in. I don't know. All right, and then let's go over over the trivia real quick. Um, After the original idea for Space Jam 2 was canceled, there was an idea for a spy film titled Spy Jam starring Chinese actor Jackie Chan, but he left the project and it evolved into Looney Tunes back in action. Oh, okay. So they actually made that, but it was different. Which, you know, our friend of the show, Brendan Fraser, uh, and that one did all right, but it wasn't. It wasn't the same thing, but yeah, I know that they were kicking around a sequel concept for a while, but I did not realize that uh, they were going that route. The film is being released in July 2021, (laughs) which marks the 25th anniversary of the original Space Jam. Yeah, that's that's quality trivia. Who wants to go into it first? That's a... Originally, the sequel was going to have Michael Jordan (laughs) and the Looney Tunes having a basketball game against a new alien villain named the Berserk... The Berserko? Yep. So originally it was going to have space in it. <laughs> Ooh. Ultimately, Michael's refusal to return resulted in the production's cancellation. So was it actual refusal? Like him just saying no? Is that the definition of refusal? Of him going no? Yeah. Was it just a no thank you or was it a no way? <laughs> What's the bad guy called? The Berserko? Uh, I'm going to take a pass. Get some help. And then last two trivia points. Justin Lin left the movie to direct both F9, The Fast Saga, and The Fast and the Furious 10. Which I, I'm i a fan of that franchise. I enjoy it. It's it's stupid mm. fun. Mm. And I got to say, that was probably a smart move on his part. Yeah. For sure. And lastly in the trivia, LeBron sustained an injury during production, possibly due to the filmmaker's 14 hours a day shooting schedule. Why? Sure he didn't just flop that one? (laughs) I put that in there to set somebody up for a joke. Thank you for taking it. I am not a LeBron fan, so. For this movie, he had a stunt double. Where along the way did he need a stunt double? Stepping on the red pad that made him jump higher? He pulled his funny bone? Ooh, it wasn't funny to pull it a lot more. Ooh. Title of your sex tape. Ooh. That's what it's called. Pull it a lot more. Uh, it's not called LeBron James. So, uh, <laughs> was this the first viewing for anyone? <laughs> and last. Yeah, this thing's in the theaters right now. Uh, so, yeah, it's definitely the first. Did anybody go see it in the theater? God, no. 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 I, I felt like pay- getting it for free, quote-unquote, on, on HBO Max was paying too much. 
Well, I got it for less than that because I didn't even pay for HBO Max. Smart man. Mm-hmm. Well, I, it, I spent zero dollars on this. I think jo- Josh kind of uh, hit one of the the first things that I noticed was the, the movie doesn't take place in space. I mean, I guess if you want to say cyberspace, but then you're dumb. If you're doing that, you call it cyberspace jam. It's a dumb title, but at least it fucking makes sense. Or or serververse jam. What See, do they call it? Not not serververse. It was. Uh, no, I it? Think it was serververse. Was it yeah. serververse? Yeah. yeah. What a stupid name. <laughs> It was all stupid. I mean, let's just tag it what it is. I mean, it, nothing was entertaining about it. What Josh, you were saying earlier that the only reason that you watched it was because there was a possibility of your power going out during a thunderstorm, right? Because you didn't want to waste the time. You know, there there was no substance to it. You know, two characters in the entire movie were from The Walking Dead, and both of those characters died horribly. No, it was just, it was bad. The the funniest part was Michael B. Jordan showing up. Uh, well, I watched this with my kids, and uh, I mean, aside from the fact that the entire thing was jammed full of Warner Brothers properties that were primarily R-rated, um, I, the thing that that caught my attention, and I actually had to go double check to make sure I wasn't just like imagining it. Okay, so we mentioned this earlier. I don't know if it was pre-show or or during the show, but. The fact that Pepe Le Pew was not in this because, you know, people were like, he's kind of rapey. Well, then why the fuck are Alex and his droogs part of the goddamn cheering section? Why? Yeah, literal rapists. Literal rapists are in the crowd cheering in their cod pieces. And I I, I mean, Pennywise and uh, The Nun are bad enough. Again, R-rated properties. Mm. But why a Clockwork Orange? I missed make that sense. one. Ugh. Yeah, I didn't notice him either. Oh, and I was looking because when I started, I started seeing like the nun and Pennywise, and you know, even uh, Penguin. Penguin, yeah. Yeah, I was like, okay, who else is in in the background? I did not the see flying that one. monkeys. Yeah, White Walkers. Yeah. Okay, there is a weird sort of poetry to specifically how bad this is, and I'm gonna have you follow me here. LeBron James has this inferiority complex because he knows he is not and will never be as good as Michael Jordan, but he's got to try to prove that he's in that same weight class, that he is a contender for the greatest of all time. And he falls incredibly short. And you've got this movie as part of this pathetic attempt to not quite get anywhere near Michael. On the other hand, you also have Warner Brothers who have this desperate, pathetic attempt to say, hey, Disney doesn't own everything. Look at all the things we've got. To sort of do take that same journey, to fail at being even a close number two, throwing all these properties in our face, most of which are fucking over, and a lot of which ended badly. It's weird that you've got kind of the same desperate, sad, trying to live up to someone who barely even knows you exist, going with both the company that made the movie and its star, who, by the way, if this is a vehicle for someone to, like, make them live up to someone who's better than them, why don't you make him likable? <laughs> I know, he is un- desperately him, unlikable. I liked him better when he was a cartoon than when he was actually a real-life character. Well, and he uh, is shitty to his family, and he yells at the cartoons until the second half of the basketball game, Mm -hmm. which is like 95% of the way through the movie. 
so like if it isn't the Looney Tunes getting deleted, or creating the stakes for this movie, I don't give a fuck if this version of LeBron James get his fam- gets his family back because he doesn't deserve a family and they're better off without him. Josh yeah. was a fan of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been saving this shit up. <laughs> this movie seriously reminded me of Ready Player One. Was it when they all ran in, like the no, the, no, just in general, piece? just like the, the the feeling of like this is just a a bunch of pop culture crap just puked up all over the screen, and it's it's like look at this and look at this now look at this now look at this oh check this out now look at this and it just it was too much too much. See, I liked Ready Player One. Yeah, the I book did too. Oh, the, movie. Yeah, the movie was horrible. Well, but if you're gonna jam all these these people into this. You know, like a like a DP porn. I mean, at least do a good job because the only one of the characters that they stuck in here that looked legitimate was the Iron Giant. King Kong looked fucked up. All the people that were in the crowds that were characters from Warner Brothers properties, like the agents and Batman and everything, they all looked yeah. like they had bad Halloween masks. Yeah, on. Like yeah, great Freeze. value, great value penguin right in the front that they keep showing. It's like that does not look like DeVito. Stop showing him. Yeah, it was weird, and and Pennywise looked like he had fetal alcohol syndrome or something. I don't know what the hell was going yeah. on. And it was bugging me that the monkeys were obviously wearing bodysuits because, like, the legs and crotch just kept, like, you know, buckling up. Like, you know how it is when you're wearing a latex suit? I'm like, it's yeah. clearly not a real monkey. Yeah, I don't know yeah, why. I know, it, I know exactly what it's like wearing a latex suit dressed up yeah. as a monkey, and people are just staring at my crotch and my legs. And, and why you feel my pain? <laughs> why couldn't they get better special effects? I mean, the the animation for the because they spent it all on LeBron. <laughs> yeah, he was animated pretty well. Yeah. Uh, the, no, the animation, <laughs> the animation Sorry. for them was for the Looney Tunes was 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 good for the most part. But mm-hmm. like when Don Cheadle turned into giant Don Cheadle. He looked like the Scorpion King from the original The Mummy Returns. Well, he reminded me of Cyborg. Or The Mummy. He, no, The Mummy Returns. He reminded me of Cyborg. From Justice League? Whatever. The, yeah, the the, the the yeah the one superhero from the one movie we just watched recently. I thought that was good special effects. Well, way better than this anyway. Looked about the same to me. Win in Rome, Patrick. Win in Rome. But yeah, I just... There were so many things about this movie that were just obvious like 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 the jokes were obvious the references were obvious i mean i i've talked many times about how i don't like to predict what's going to happen in a movie and i constantly was able to predict what was happening what was coming even line for line towards the end i was just like yeah you know he's gonna say this and then as soon as you know like the scene when um he tells him go go have fun at camp oh give me the basketball oh no i think i want to hold on to it i'm like it's just so obvious i'm like yeah yeah this this is crap which okay, you're you're bringing us a little to the ending, and I understand the uh, uh, the rush, the rush to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to talk about. They decided that uh, they are going to have their big climactic moment, killing off Bugs Bunny. Yeah, which is a choice. Or my favorite part was uh, the game is going, the clock is running, and. Instead of doing anything about the game, the father and the son just stand there in the middle of the game while the clock is running. And I'm like, how long is 30 seconds in this world? Yeah, maybe a timeout. Yeah, just there was so many. It it was trying so hard to to be so many things and failing in pretty much all of it. 
It was bad. I mean, even like <laughs> leading up to when you guys were pitching and posting up on, on Facebook and whatnot, you know, people were saying, I only got like 15, 20 minutes into it and I couldn't stomach to continue watching it. It was bad. I mean, there's, yeah, there's, I get there's that. no way around it. Well, and they were even recycling jokes from the original film, like the uh, the alien spaceship landing and then the uh, the what do you call it? The ramp. Use the ramp to crush someone. Yeah. It landed on the the uh, the Marvin more on mountain people. And then it landed on Marvin. Also, it just this movie had none of the charm. The at least the original one at least had some, you know, charm to it. it maybe it wasn't a, a huge amount, but at least there was something there that kind of made you enjoy the experience here it just there was none of that and the only part of it that i actually was like oh that, that's kind of funny i guess is when they did the michael jordan switch yeah mm -hmm. and I mean, the other th oh go ahead oh no because at, at that point right there because daffy i noticed wrote on his pad um michael jordan is not michael b jordan and then it was fire sylvester no trade sylvester because Sylvester's yeah. the one that brought him. I laughed at that point, that little subtle piece of it, because someone was like, hey, this could be funny. But yeah, that because it was subtle, and it, there was very, very little subtlety in this whole movie. It was all obvious, all just cash James. grab. I'm the best. Smack you in the face with how... I mean, yeah, and, and just every moment they can to, to just praise LeBron James and just talk about, you know... I mean, there was a little bit of praise in the first movie, but it wasn't all about it. I don't know. I mean, I'm I am a LeBron fan. I'm not like a you know a huge you know stan or anything like that. But like I respect and like him as a basketball player. But this movie was was not the way to go for him. Yeah, I'm a um, hater. And yeah, this this had a, a lot for me <laughs> to, to to hate. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, this this movie, in all, in my opinion, is proof that LeBron has no one in his entourage to be like, hey, to to, to give him any self awareness as far as like you need to just take a step back and be a little bit like self deprecating or something, or you just need to like stop stop making sure that this movie is all about calling you the king over and over again, you know, and like just have a little bit of you know a, a little bit of humility. Uh -huh. Like, I mean. Uh, Oh, I completely disagree with you that he is, you know, so far beyond Michael Jordan. I do think it is debatable. I mean, he he is clearly one of the one of the top five basketball players of all time, and there's no debating that. But in his mind, if he's not number one, then he, then he feels like he's a failure. And I I don't understand how you can feel like a like if you don't if you're not better than Michael Jordan, then your career is missing something. And I'm like, dude, you still have have had like one of the most fantastic careers ever. You need to get that chip off your shoulder. Right. And there, there's, I don't know. The thing is, is like, if you're comparing them in their respective places in history, uh, at this point in Michael's career, he was a pop culture phenomenon. And I'm not saying LeBron isn't, but there is no story there. There's no return to basketball. There's no uh, father died thing going on. Oh, Most yeah, yeah. of the conversation about LeBron James is how he has uh, gotten... Some of it's unfair, and I will admit, some of the stuff I will even say, I will admit it's a little unfair. But, like, he has been fined for flopping like a soccer player. Yeah. 
he uh, did get his first title by abandoning his home city yep. and exploiting, uh, like getting all of the big stars. Hey, let's all get together on the team. Yeah, and in I don't a dodgy hold, ass move. I don't necessarily agree that it's a dodgy move, and I don't think it's a horrible thing. What I do agree with is the way he went about it. That whole the decision thing was horrible. It was stupid, and the fact that he included that in his intro to this movie again proves to me that he doesn't have anybody you know in his camp going, yeah, maybe you shouldn't do that. <laughs> well, when, and when the bad guy is calling you out for being shitty to Cleveland and there's a whole lot of people in the country who are going to be nodding along with algae rhythm. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's just, he he gets a lot of unfair hate from a lot of people, but I mean, he brings a lot of it on himself, but I mean, I give him full and total credit. Like to, to be somebody who is literally the face of an entire professional basketball league for as long as he has been. And to have nothing on your record that can ever be like, you know, you're a shitty person because you did this. Like the worst thing is you left Cleveland and went somewhere else to win a championship. If that's the worst you can come up with some for somebody who has that much attention and pressure on them. I mean, even Tiger Woods, you know, fell from his pedestal. LeBron James has still managed to have an entire career with no real controversies. Right. And there's the debate about the NBA then versus the NBA now. Yeah, for sure. But LeBron is a is a physical specimen. He, I mean, the world has never seen an athlete like him. I mean, they, they really haven't because you, he literally spends a million dollars a year to keep himself in shape. And you also hit something else uh, at the beginning. The portraying him as the skinny kid who was not very good at basketball. In the opening moments, I was like, fucking really? The opening moments actually, like it, it was funny because I, I watched this this with a friend, and thirty seconds into the movie, I had to pause it, and I'm like, I promise you, I'm not going to be doing this the whole movie. But what the hell is going on here? Because I'm like, like te- you open up the movie, and it's two kids sitting on a, uh, you know, in the stands talking about a Game Boy, and then suddenly it's the middle of a game, and he's got to go in and try to win this game because he's being trusted to win the game with thirty seconds left, and I'm just like. Was this a timeout? Was it, What was going on? Why are you talking about a Game Boy during a timeout? I had no idea you were in a game, and then suddenly you're in a game at the last minute. Why was he not already in the game? If he's the guy you're relying on to win the game, you should probably put him in before there's 30 seconds left. Like, all kinds of stupidity right there, and I'm like, oh, okay, this this movie is going to be awful. I can tell in the first 30 seconds. Yeah. Just... So you want to talk about something that, you know, that breaks the, the – like last – you know, the last movie you asked me, Joel, about like, you know, basketball wise, what was wrong with this? That right there, opening scene, 30 seconds in, I'm like, that makes no sense basketball wise. Which, speaking of which, the the whole movie wasn't even about basketball. It was about Dom Ball. Yeah, uh, it was about LeBron, you know, trying to learn how to be a, a, a you know, a good father and, and the kid having father issues. It had very, very little to do about basketball. Does he not do the, the chalk clap thing anymore or whatever that is? No, he still Dust? does. Yeah. Why didn't they have that in the movie? And I, and the only reason I say that is because uh, I was expecting when the game started or at some point before they started playing Dom Ball that he was going to do that. And I was like, there's an easy joke right there. Yeah, that would have been really clever to do something with that. Yeah. I, it's just a simple throwaway kind of thing, but it's something he's known for. And you could have a joke or two based on that one thing, but they just ignored it like it what didn't exist. <laughs> The only thing that made me laugh during this whole movie was Ernie Johnson as the commentator. Some of the stuff he did was and said was pretty funny. I, I, I can agree with that, I guess. Yeah, but I like Ernie Johnson. 
I have no feelings about Ernie Johnson. Yeah, and Little Rel, I didn't care for Little Rel, whatever. Yeah, like I usually don't. So. And can I just say that the 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 Goon Squad from the original, although I didn't love them, were way more interesting than, or the Monstars, I mean, than the Goon Squad. I, I just and and if if this team of Monstars was a real team, like you you just would not have had a shot against them. Like they're just, it's just, it would be impossible to beat a team like that. Yep. Even with the Looney Tunes being Looney. Yeah. There, there was no way. It's just one of those things where, where like you wrote them script wise to be too good because the only reason you're going to beat them is if you just make them like be ineffective for no reason, which is what they had to do. Like, oh, we're going to go do our things. And, and like the spider lady is just not going to cast a web at this point and stop the ball just because she, because the script needs her not to. Well, and they had to buff up their monster powers because as basketball players, let's face it, the, the five they got here are not Mookie Blaylock and Patrick Ewing and Charles Barkley in the 90s. Right. They're not nobody's necessarily, but like if you stack up those two fives, it's yeah, there's, not There's close. nobody on this squad that matches up with Patrick Ewing, for instance. Right. I mean, exactly. Clay Thompson is a hell of a, a player, but you know, Patrick Ewing is one of the top 50 of all time. Yeah, you I have mean, Sean what? Bradley, you know, from the original one, he's a joke. Like anybody from that team, from the current. Sure, but Monsters you had two dream there. team, you had two dream team guys there. Yeah, exactly. Um, I give what it else can two we out of twenty leprechauns. <laughs> <laughs> well, I spoiler alert. I think we should talk about the ending, which Josh was was headed towards, and then we kind of detoured for a second <laughs> because you know you've got this Optimus Prime. Transformers movie kind of moment where they're what they're going for, where there's some real stakes there, quote unquote, that Bugs Bunny is going to die. And then after the movies, the game's over and they win, of course. Oh, he by just the comes way, yeah, back. Before, before you go on, like, it was funny because the, the, the guy I was watching the movie with, uh, he's a basketball fan, and he, at that last play, he laughed. He's like, even as he's falling to the ground, not going to make the basket, he still refuses to pass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, you know, it's just like, then all of a sudden, oh, I'm, I'm still here. I'm a cartoon, Doc. I can do whatever. I can be whatever, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, what? so so basically the entire stakes of the movie are just were just false and and and, and meant, meant nothing. Like the the fact that he was going to delete them was just it, it was it, false drama, basically. Well, I mean, there is the bit about all of the Twitter followers of LeBron James being trapped in a computer for all eternity, which, if you think about it for even a second, is way too fucking dark for a kids' movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh... When he said that, I was like, "What?" <laughs> and uh, I mean. Joe, I think your sigh said it all. Uh, yeah, in that I, moment, because it's just—it wasn't a good movie. It took six people to write this thing. It was bad acting. For myself, I enjoyed more the cartoon piece of it than anything else. I thought LeBron's acting was the best when he was a cartoon character, and when even they transitioned them into being more CG and they got the quote-unquote upgrade, that's when it lost it for me. It, it had that fun little quirkiness of being a video game, but that's where it completely went off into left field. And Dom Cheadle, great actor, played his part very, very well. Come on, man. You're that bored in the last year and a half? This is what you're doing with your downtime? And if you think about it beyond that way, everything was socially distanced in this movie. Like the, the main actors were at least six feet apart. 
I said it. You can cut that if you want to. No, that's that's an interesting thing. Is like maybe that's part of it. Like yeah. I, I can't do a real, I can't do a real film, but I can do this uh, VR bullshit because it's not safe to get to work on Armor Wars for Don Cheadle. Like yeah. that is an interesting take. I hadn't even thought about that. You're welcome. But, but that's the thing. You had you had Don Cheadle, you had the kid, and you had LeBron. Those were the three main actors in this entire movie. All the time. You you never had more than three actors in one room together. Maybe no, there was four in, in the in the scene where they're they're pitching the the AI thing at the beginning of the movie. But other than that, you didn't have more there's not many actors in this entire movie that are, are right. physically there with each other. And most of the time you've got one or two of them with what is almost certainly just a big green screen in a right. big room. And can we just say that that idea that they were pitching was fucking stupid? I mean, to, the idea of, of putting him into a bunch of stuff. I don't care how popular you are. I, I don't want to watch Batman with LeBron James as Mr. Freeze. Yeah, and I don't want to watch Game of Thrones with LeBron James in it. But that concept right there is not an original idea. There was a, a movie with, oh God, who was the Princess Bride? Robin, Robin Ray? What's her name? Yeah, Robin Ray. Robin Wright Penn? Yeah. yeah. Robin Wright. Robin Wright that it was, God, probably made 10 years ago. It's a two-hour-long movie that that's where the concept is since her, her her career was circling the drain that you would scan somebody and then you could do whatever you wanted with their, their personality and their scan and pop them into whatever movie that you wanted to. It's not an original idea because it's already been done. Yeah, it's basically LeBron deepfakes. And yeah. even if LeBron deepfakes was something anyone wanted ever, you're not going to go, wow, that algorithm that came up with this is brilliant. Like, no one is ever going to say that. Yeah, sometimes you got to look at what happens if the bad guy gets everything he wants from the beginning. And his his plan doesn't work, even if LeBron doesn't show more, uh, like, awareness in the movie than he did in real life and go, this is a fucking stupid idea. <laughs> and that's why you have Space Jam, too. Yeah. <laughs> God help us if there's a Space Jam 3. I don't know. I, I don't know how this... Well, actually, yeah, before we get to let me I'm going to be look starring this. LeBron James's son King James. Yeah. No, his, his name's LeBron. Or what's his name? Oh, he's got a couple but, different ones, but, but I'm just talking the, you know, the, no. the one that's going to make it to the NBA, you know, it'll be starring him in Even 25 a years. Warner my Brothers artificial intelligence. Why would you pick LeBron James of anybody that you could pick if if you can hack into anyone's phone security camera microphone wherever you're connecting on the internet <clears throat> lebron james why low standards yeah i think warner brothers like they would be better off picking like jack black right i would watch that movie uh so real quick rotten tomatoes the original space jam uh critics 44 percent, audience 63 percent, and the new one Audience seventy nine percent and the critics twenty seven percent. Holy what? crap! A lot of teens on Rotten Tomatoes. I I don't know. This I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's just a lot of people. Well, shut my kids up for two hours. Thumbs up. <laughs> there was a, a, a. I mean, it could a, be again the pandemic. The the pandemic thing. Like people are so starved for new entertainment right now. God, uh, King Kong versus Godzilla got fantastic ratings. I know. I, that was a fun movie. And, you oh know, if you're going to watch, if you have a choice right now between this or Suicide Squad and your kids are old enough, fucking go see Suicide Squad. It's got a starfish in it. True. 
And it's got Peter Capaldi. Come on. And it sucks. <laughs> yeah, we know your opinions on it, but you're wrong. I am with Joel on this one. I, oh. I saw it the other night. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Ugh. All right, so are we to thumbs up, thumbs down, <laughs> even though it's pretty obvious? I loved it. Every second from start to finish, I thought the cinematography was superb. The pop cultural references were phenomenal from Game of Thrones to Harry Potter all the way down to Scooby-Doo. Are you still talking about Suicide Squad? All right, so let's let's go back to the uh, the original. Thumbs up, thumbs down on the original Space Jam. Start with Matthew. It was fun. I I enjoyed it. I mean, there, there, it was quirky. It was good for its time period. Uh, you know, it was. I've seen it multiple times. But for me, being a twelve-year-old watching the movie at the time, it was good. I'm I'm with you. I'm giving it a thumbs up. And some of that is because the bar was set so low, and I watched the original second. But like, I remember enjoying it back in the day, and was afraid it wouldn't hold up, and it it did better than I thought it would. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thumbs up for the original. I think I'm going to have to give it the uh, the rare thumb sideways. It wasn't good enough to have a thumbs up, and it wasn't bad enough to have a thumbs down. I nothing that. Uh, and I'm going to go with a thumbs up. I, I again, kind of fell in the same line that you guys were talking about, where I was a little nervous it wasn't going to hold up. Now, maybe it's not something I ever have to see again, to be honest, but I enjoyed it for the, you know, almost two hours that I watched it. Can I ask a quick question to Patrick? Pat, mm. if you took Bill Murray out of the equation, where would your thumb go? Oh, I'd probably be down then. Okay. He was the only thing that I really enjoyed in the movie. I, I kind of enjoyed Larry Bird in there, too. Yeah, too. yeah. There's not enough Larry Bird, though. That's my complaint. We need. That's him. fair. I will always want more Larry Bird. He's my third favorite player of all time. The joke about Larry him Bird. being nearly opaque, or no, not opaque. Yeah, he's clear. He's not yeah. white. He's clear. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah. All right, and I, I guess like because it's tradition, we have to do thumbs up, thumbs down for the new one. I say thumbs up, way up their butts for making this fucking movie. No. Yeah, no thumbs down, clearly. Yeah, pretty obvious thumbs down. Yeah, not so good. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it two thumbs down. <laughs> I wish I'm, I had I'm two more hands think... so I could give this movie four thumbs down. Right? Is this the worst movie I saw for the podcast this year so far? It might be. Oh. And I've year? seen some yeah, things I'd... that yeah. got me angry this year. But, uh, yeah, this... This might have been the biggest waste of my time this year. Yeah, I can't think of any that I disliked as much as this, honestly. Not off the top of my head, anyway. All right, so <laughs> I guess that's Space Jam. Uh, I'd like to thank Matthew for joining us again. Oh, my pleasure. Anytime. And uh, if you have your thoughts about uh, Space Jam or Michael Jordan or LeBron James, uh, let us know. Give us a call at 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. And if you want to find us anywhere out there on the web, like we said earlier, if you can't find us, you're not looking everywhere. Podbean, podcast, everything, Apple. Podcast Google, Addict. Podcast Addict, Amazon, all that stuff. If you, you know, Just just search for 40 going on 14 and we'll we'll pop up everywhere. Pod people, pee pods. Yeah. <laughs> pod, Podbean. Flick the bean. Oh, no. No more, yeah. no more if, of that. If it's got a pod in it, we're probably there. Yeah. Most likely. So uh, what do we got on the tapper for the next couple of weeks? Uh, well, we're going to be talking about uh, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. And uh, we're going to be taking a trip to Fantasy Island. The plane. Yeah, this movie was the plane. The pain. I mean, sorry. Yeah, it was. Oh, so wait, are, you, are you going with the, the show and the movie? For yeah, uh, there's a Tennessee? new show. 
Yeah, new show coming. Oh, out. there's a new show. Oh, look at that's that. why we delayed it. Yeah. Oh. I'd like to watch the movie, but yeah, we're talking about the new show. No, don't watch the movie, John. So I, I heard it was bad. It, it's bad. It's it's like it's like Saw meets Fuckboy Island. It was bad. Oh, wait, Fuckboy Island or fuck, Fuckboy Island Two? No, it's you, you have to go original. So it was just Milf Island. No, oh, well, Fuckboy Island Two was much better. So uh, maybe I'm not going to be in. Why am I laughing? Why am I laughing at that? That's disgusting.